to the St. Michael Advent Meditation Series. My name is Mary Lesman, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Advent is Becoming Together. God calls us to new life each day, and the promise of new life is revealed most profoundly in the birth of Jesus Christ. Together, as we share the good news of God in Christ, we are becoming the people God is calling us to be. In this Advent season, we remember the words of Isaiah, in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. A reading from the second letter of Peter, chapter 3, verses 1 to 10. This is now, beloved, the second letter I am writing to you. In them I am trying to arouse your sincere intention by reminding you that you should remember the words spoken in the past by the holy prophets and the commandment of the Lord and Savior spoken through your apostles. First of all, you must understand this, that in the last days, scoffers will come, scoffing and indulging their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For ever since our ancestors died, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. They deliberately ignore this fact, that by the word of God, heavens existed long ago and an earth was formed out of water and by means of water through which the world of that time was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word, the present heavens and earth have been reserved for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the godless. But do not ignore this one fact, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like one day. The Lord is not slow about His promise, as some think of slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting any to perish, but all to come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief, and then the heavens will pass away with a loud noise, and the elements will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and everything that is done on it will be disclosed. Here ends the reading. During Advent, the church calls us to reflect not only on the birth of Jesus, but on his anticipated second coming. Even though our readings on the first Sunday of Advent always contemplate the culmination of all things in Jesus' return, as a church, we rarely focus on the second coming during this season. It's much more delightful to ponder cherubic newborn babes, angelic choirs, and barnyard mangers than natural disasters, Satan's last gasp, and the great final judgment of creation. So I'm working against the grain by honing in on that aspect of our readings for today. In our passage from 2 Peter, the author begins by addressing the argument by doubters and unbelievers that since we are so far removed from the time of Jesus and the apostles, we should not hope or believe in a second coming. Not only this, they argue, but how has Jesus and his movement really made an impact? The same people rule and have power. People live mundane lives and die unknown to the world. Pushing back on this Jesus movement, They hold that the world has remained relatively unchanged since the beginning of creation. To this argument, our author counters, no, in fact, the world has not remained stable since creation. Consider water. God took the chaotic primordial waters, and through his word, the world was formed. And it is through this water, in the form of rain, that life is sustained. Then, in judgment for sin, Water, in the form of the great flood, wiped out the world as it was 
so that God might begin again. God entered the world dramatically to shape it to his ends, and he can and will do so again in the second coming. As to the delay in Christ's return, our author reminds us that our time is not God's time. As the hymn says, a thousand ages in thy sight are like an evening gone. In fact, the delay in Christ's return is not because God is sleeping on the job, but because in his mercy, he desires all to be reconciled to him. So the divine window remains open, gathering more and more into those who are being saved. What a beautiful interpretation of this in-between time in which we live. Our timing is not God's timing. We need to be reminded of this because we can be very self-focused. If asked, most of us would say we're grateful to live in the time that we do. We see the advancements that extend and soften our lives, giving us increased leisure and self-determination and opportunities to know and experience more of God's world, and we believe it to be the best time yet. Thank goodness we no longer have to use outhouses or spend our days raising our own food. But I would offer that our time is not better than a hundred years past or a hundred years hence. It is merely different. Think of all those whose lives came and went, known only to God and to a few immediate people in their lives. None of these are insignificant. All are gathered up into the tapestry of God's healing and redemption of the world. We are a blink of an eye in God's time, and yet we are of utmost importance to God and His work in the world. Our acts of caring and kindness to others and to creation matter. The lives close to us that we're able to touch and impact for good matters. Modeling involvement and compromise in our communities matters. As we make our way through our time in this world, let us live in the hope that Scripture holds out for us time and time again, that somehow and in His time, God, who loves His world, will reconcile the whole world to Himself. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, give us grace to cast away the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Now in the time of this mortal life in which your son Jesus Christ came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God.